Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a bunch of geographically diverse chums come together, drink together and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm John and I am drinking something delicious and homemade with honey in it, which is not supposed to have honey in it. I just didn't have any maple syrup. It's an old fashioned and hmm. fuck me, that's mostly whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) That is... So, so, so what I've done there is um, I've poured a load of whiskey into a glass and added s- some small things that don't make any difference at all. <laughs> Joining me this week, we have... And I'm Ben Levy-Griffiths, and this week I am once again drinking some water. It's been a hectic day, and I, can, I do not have a head to drink. I will be no good to anybody if I drink, so lovely Welsh water for me. Aw. I'm Laura, and I'm drinking a rhubarb and ginger beer. It's very tasty. Mm. A rhubarb and ginger beer. Yes, yeah, rhubarb crabbies. Ah, lovely. Like a crumble. And I'm Mike, and I've had a very hectic day, uh, but unlike Ben, I don't intend to have a head. Um, so I'm drinking a good old punk IPA, which they've changed the recipe of recently, um, and doesn't taste quite the way it used to, which is a bit of a shame, but it's still very tasty. I wonder what they changed. They say they changed how they filtered it. I think they removed some of the yummy. I think they used to put some mbongo in it or something that was amazing. And they've stopped. Maybe they just put a bit more water. Mm. Well, they've just filtered out the yummy. Like um, maybe the, maybe the deliciousness was sort of harmful. Maybe that's the case. <laughs> I wonder if actually it was all in the head, and the deliciousness was just because we were all having a nicer time, and oh. now everything is a little <laughs> bit more sour. <laughs> Why is everything I drink bitter? <laughs> <laughs> Including the air. Oh, you found real beer. <laughs> <laughs> this Guinness tastes of remorse. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We won't go to America this year. We'll go next year in 2020 when everything's going to be better. True story. Didn't Alan go to America just like as 2020 started? Yeah, they went to New York in January, February time. It was probably the right time to go, wasn't it? <laughs> in hindsight. <laughs> We went to New York in February. It was really cold. Like, I mean, I know it's February, but February here and February in New York are very different. It's never that cold in February here. For my birthday, no. um, I normally get rain. I'm the same. January, it's, it's probably going to be wet and, and, and moist and you might be able to see your breath. But in New York in February, it's, it's, there is not a homeless problem because they're all frozen to death cold. <laughs> it's, it's that. That's it. So, what is the... (laughs) (laughs) Now we've killed the homeless. (laughs) (laughs) So, what is the Infinite Escape Room? It is a room that does not exist, which means that no one can shelter in it. Uh, No, it is like any other escape room you may be familiar with, but this one stretches across all known themes, retail parks, and dimensions. And because it is infinite, there is no end. We all have to keep suffering here forever. (laughs) Uh, For more on that subject, please see our Escape Hell episode. Every room in the Infinite Escape Room links into the next one in one big, never-ending escape experience adventure. Each week, one of us will present a part of the Infinite Escape Room while the others try and solve it. And if we don't escape within 30 minutes, terrible things shall befall us. If we break anything, we will lose our deposit, which this week is Ben's puppy, Bertie. Jesus! No! Listeners cannot see Ben's face. <laughs> what, what is Bertie? What kind of puppy is Bertie, Ben? Bertie is a basset hound. Ooh. 
but he is um, fifth generation from Freddy the Great. Sorry. <laughs> Whoever Freddy the Great was. A person got, who really liked Basset Hounds, I guess. We got like a, a, a um, family tree from, from Freddy the Great, and there are some really hang good on. names on there. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You bought a puppy, and they gave you its family tree. We got a family tree. Yeah, we got a family tree. We signed contracts and all sorts of things. Are you are you a dog breeder? No, we went to a dog breeder. <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how you like know it's got the pedigree. It's like you get the genealogy, so you know they've not just like spliced together any old budgie and a dog they found in the alleyway. <laughs> that would be amazing, a budgie dog. That's when he starts tweeting. Brings a slightly new uh, meaning to budgerie guard. <laughs> there it is. The room hasn't even started, and Ben has dropped the pun. <laughs> Give me strength. Are we ready? Yes. Yes. And let us enter the Infinite Escape Room. Last week on the Infinite Escape Room, Mike and Ben mysteriously vanished from a mirrored room after cocking it up and then reappeared in the same doomed aircraft they had initially escaped. Or did they? Yes, yes they did. That, oh, okay. that, that happened. Hooray! Um, Fortunately, Alan, who very nearly joined them after struggling with that great escape room conundrum of what do I do when I have a key in my hand and only one keyhole left, has been replaced by Laura, who, it turns out, has been a naturally skilled pilot her entire life, and deftly lands the spluttering plane with the joystick in one hand and a glass of Sauvignon Blanc in the other. You are all safe and well. You disembark from the plane to find yourself in front of a church. The bell is tolling. What would you like to do? Could say a quick Hail Mary. <laughs> Hail Mary! Check to see whether our timer has started. We'll come back to that. <laughs> Lovely. Um, could you describe the church for us? Does it have a, like a, a graveyard, just a churchyard? Is it straight up to the street? No, no, I mean, there's a, a churchyard around it, but it's, a, it's an old uh, wooden church. Wooden? One of the old Saxon churches where they would? No, no. Uh, think, think more sort of American West. Ah, oh, okay. That kind of thing. You know, wood panels, burning cross on the lawn, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Saxon churches were like bricks and mortar type thing because they drew the bricks on, remember, when we went to York Cathedral? Oh, yeah. They'd, they'd daub it in like their version of like cement and they'd draw lines to make it look like bricks because only rich people had bricks. Mm-hmm. Well-remembered law. Can we uh, rat-a-tat-tat at the door? The door opens. Do you think we ought to venture in? Could just make a run for it now. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any matches? Can we burn it down? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you throw the remaining fuel onto the church. <laughs> so are you going in? Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. The heavy door of the church closes behind you and locks with metallic clunk. And before you is a simple church. Next to the door is a coat stand with a single black coat on it. On the side, or on one side over on the left, is a rack of votive candles, and in front of you are several rows of pews, and then the altar at the back of the church. Oh, not the bloody pews again. I'm having flashbacks to our second ever recording, when mm. the solution was pew pew, a flat. pew, pew, pew. Well, it was pew, pew, and then it was A flat, which really did set the tone of what Ben was going to be bringing to this podcast. <laughs> so it was um, a coat stand, candles, pews, and was it the... F- well, the, there's, you know, past the pews at the back of the church is the altar. Uh, roughly how many rows of pews do we have? Uh, let's say ten. 
And is there like a corridor through the middle of them? Like, so it's left yep, and right? There's a central aisle. And the candles are on the left, did you say? Uh, yes, on the left side of the church, there's a rack of votive candles. What are votive candles? So uh, votive candles, you'll know this when I describe it. So when you go into a church and you wish to say a prayer for someone, you can uh, pay a little bit of money to get a candle and then light the candle for that person and put it on the rack and say a prayer. Ah, yes. I always like those. It's the same way as saying a prayer without the candle, except you just pay the church some money. We always do that, don't we? Maybe go to a cathedral or something. And also this way, God knows where the prayer is. Mm. Like a little flare. Prayer flare. He's like, where's that prayer? He's like, oh, there's a little little blinky flame down there. Better snuff that out. <laughs> I've got like a, like an Adam West Batman style uh, control panel with the little bloody lights. <laughs> <laughs> one, of those ma- one of those big maps, the little flicky LEDs. Oh, one's gone on. There's a prayer over there. <laughs> Can we, I mean, I, I, I want to go straight to the, um, to the altar. Okay. I feel exciting things happen at altars, uh, particularly in Catholic churches in the past oh don't 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 go there father a bad touch no (laughs) (laughs) oh boy so what are you doing Uh, approaching the altar please and inspecting such okay uh just talk me through exactly what you're doing um so uh, at the top of the pews uh before the altar i should probably have mentioned this as your approach are two coffins oh they are adult size, they're made of wood, and they're lying on stands side by side. And behind them is the altar. Uh, the altar's got a white cloth over it, and it has a very large book open upon it. There's two coffins, and there's three of us, so some of us are going to need to share. <laughs> Laura and I are married, so that probably makes the most sense. <laughs> the co- coffins are very much you know, sized for one. Oh, okay. So we get to share intimately. Not, it's, a, it's a snuggly coffin. Do you, do, you, do you not get snuggle coffins? <laughs> I wonder if DFS do them. Welcome to the love coffin. <laughs> <laughs> the love coffin. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to continue to um, to walk up the uh, the centre of the church, past the, uh, the love mm-hmm. coffin uh, and the lonely coffin, um, and up to the altar. Okay. Uh, so yeah, as I said, the altar's covered in a white cloth, has a very lord, large book open upon it. What's the book? Well, there's also a couple of candles on it. They're lit. Was it really good? Hmm? <laughs> no, no, Ben. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. Goodness gracious me, Vicar. <laughs> um, is, 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 the, is the large book the good book by any chance? It does appear to be a copy of the Bible. Yes, a very ornate copy. It's currently open at the New Testament, the Book of John. And uh, in spite of its ornamental quality, the priest has not been afraid to use a highlighter to remind him of the bits that are still current. Can I just say, John, when I added in references to guests, I, I, it was the references to guests and not to myself that I... <laughs> <laughs> hmm? The I'm Book confused. of John. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, oh fair enough. John, <laughs> John is your name. Remember? In my defence, uh, no, the Book of John was not chosen by me. <laughs> or, I should add, written by me. So you said there were some bits highlighted. Anything in particular? Yes, there's a passage highlighted. The passage is, I am the light of the world. The one who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have light and life. I got to I am the light of the world. 
I mean, it's not like he's a famous quote or anything. I am the light of the world, the one who follows... Listen, listen. I am the light of the world. The one who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have light and life. Do you reckon we've got to set one of the coffins on fire? I think you're probably right. Where have you gotten that? Then you can have... You light the coffin up and they follow something. (laughs) You can't walk in the darkness. We've got to keep this place illuminated. Should we maybe look in the coffins first before we burn them? So who's doing what here? I'll go and take a look at the leftmost coffin, please. Okay. Uh, what are you doing to it? I'm going to have a quick look around it. Is it just sort of plain wood? It's a plain wooden coffin on a trestle stand. Can I try to lift the top up uh, at the foot end? Uh, as you reach out to uh, get your hands under the coffin lid, your hand passes straight through it. Oh. What a cheap coffin. Uh, (laughs) Ben, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you appear to be dead. Oh, right. Sorry, Ben. Well, I I suppose, can I just double check the other coffin as well? Do do exactly the same thing. Try try the foot end. Yes, you you pass straight through it. Wonderful. Do either of you want to check whether you're dead? Yep, can I try and open one of the coffins? Oh, yeah. Lower your hand uh, hits the coffin. Um... As a normal hand would. Uh, you can't lift the lid. It's very firmly sealed shut. Okay, so I'm You are alive. quite alive. Um, I'll, I'll do my alivey test. Ah, crap. So if we need anything moving, we have to ask Laura nicely. Laura, could you open the coffins? No, it's nailed shut. That's what John said. Oh, the nails Firmly shut. sealed okay, shut. But Laura's really strong. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculously strong. If you go around the back of the altar, there's not like a hammer with one of the, the claw things to get nails out, is there? No, there is not a claw hammer on the altar of the church, Ben. <laughs> Good question, Ben. And I wouldn't say on, maybe underneath. <laughs> yeah. How to get those nails in? Uh-huh. Yeah, there's that in a DeWalt. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't pray those nails in. <laughs> That'd be amazing. The priest literally hammers the last nail into your coffin after the funeral. <laughs> Are we still off the timer? It appears that we are. Hmm. I, I, I kind of feel that we ought to go back and have a look at the coat, or rather, yeah. probably specifically Laura, go back and have a look at yeah. the coat, because I don't think uh, Mike and I will do much good. Yeah. You can look at it. You just can't touch it. I will rifle through the pockets. There's nothing in the pockets. The coat stand is a bit more interesting. It used to be one of those multi-hooked coat stands, but they've all broken off over the years, and there's only one hook left. Even the coat stand's feet have broken, so its shaft has now been inserted into a metal parasol holder in the floor. <laughs> hmm, inserted shaft. Just write that down. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fabulous. Can I try and pull on the one remaining hook? Because it's in case it's a handle for anything. No, no, no. It's, um, I mean, the thing rattles a bit in the parasol holder. You could probably remove it if you wanted to. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, solid. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Mike and Ben, you're beginning to look a little bit pale. Oh, Christ, there is a timer going. It looks like you might be very, very slowly disappearing into nothing at all. You're probably going to last about 23 minutes. Jesus! And your time started seven minutes ago. You prick! Tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. Can we go and have a look at the um, candles on the left? I'm wondering whether, like, if there's mm-hmm. two lit, maybe when they get down to zero, that's, um, or, you know, down to nothing, that's us. Um, no, there's, um, 
Interesting idea. I wish I thought of that. No, it's a rack of votive candles. It's seven rows deep. It is filled with unlit candles. It's uh, slightly raked, a bit like audience seating in a cinema. And there is a box with a coin slot. How many on each line? Uh, five. Five by seven. Is there anything to light the candles with? Yes, there's some matches. Okay. Right, so the book said, I am the light of the world. The one who follows me will not walk in darkness, but in light and life. So if I light the candles and walk down the aisle, say, with the guys behind me, will that bring them back to life? I'm happy to give that a go if you are. Like two candles and walk around the church, maybe? Like two candles. But having lit them, you can't actually remove them from the rack. Oh, they're not removable. They appear to be somehow stuck fast, not by any adhesive you can see, but uh, they will not move. And uh, if you try to move them, the, uh, the coin box rather calls to you. Let's rob it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, oh, I wonder whether there's a do free what's it somewhere. Oh, oh, you need to give me more than that, Ben. A donation basket. That's that's what it's called. Might I encourage you to have a look around? Um, well, before we do anything, can on the basis that Ben and I are able to phase through solid matter, can we stick our transparent noggins into the coin box? There are no coins in there. That was a good adventure. <laughs> Somebody else have a smart Should idea. Should we take a look at the pews? So the pews are divided into rows. There's that central avenue running up uh, the middle. There's no people in them. There's prayer books in front of each place, as well as a cushion to kneel on. Uh, There's some white flower arrangements at the end of each row uh, lining the avenue. On at the front of the pews, before the altar, there are two very tall, thin brass candlesticks. And they have got burning candles in them. Though the candles have been going for quite a while now, and the wax has sort of dripped down and made a bit of a sticky mess on the floor. Could you try your plan again with these candles, maybe, Laura? Yeah. Can I move them at all? You can pick them up and move them. Uh, they're heavy, but you can move them. What are you going to do with them? Walk towards the back of the church with them. Okay, you're carrying the, the large candlesticks to the back of the church. Nothing happens. Though now you're at the back of the church, uh, there is a door to your left. Hmm. Can we go take a look at that? Yep, the door has sacristy written on it. Sorry, how do you spell that? It's a bit of a funny door. Uh, it looks like it's been replaced at some point. It doesn't quite fit the frame. There's a bit of a gap at the bottom. Oh, and you spell it S-A-C-R-I-S-T-R-Y. Sacristry. Hmm. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, so Mike and I can walk through this door? Yes. And Laura is unable to open the door? Uh, she hasn't tried yet. Can I try? It will not open. <laughs> <laughs> We've... Gazumpture there, John. We've already worked <laughs> out our magic ghost powers. Ghost pals, unite. Oh, God. So are you walking through into the door into the sacristy? Yes. Yeah. Lovely. So the sacristy uh, has a rack of vestments on the right-hand side. Vestments are the clothes that the, the priest would wear. On the opposite wall, there's a small safe. On the left-hand side, there is a bookshelf. Uh, above the vestments on the right, there's an inspirational picture. And the caption reads, Detail is everything. Always give them chapter and verse. So you've got the safe, the bookshelf, the vestments, and the picture. Can we have a quick look at the safe, what kind of um, a lock it has on it? It has a keypad. Uh, it looks like it will take three digits. And keypad being 0-9? Yes. Ah, detail, chapter, and verse. We need to find what the passage from John was, because it would be John... If I head back over to the open Bible, can you tell us what? Okay, uh, so that is chapter 8, verse 12. Was there only the one passage highlighted on, on that page that was open? Yes. So we won't be able to try... Well, I guess, can I try typing um, 812 into the keypad? 
No, your hand passes straight through it. And I can't come in. Can I, can I place my head into the safe and see what's there? You can. Ben, who is now bent over double on the floor, sticking his head into a safe, uh, can just about make out a cloth bag of money and some dried items in it. Hmm. Though I'm afraid it being very dark in there, you can't really make out anything more. I hope it's dried banana. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it might be dried banana. <laughs> who knows? Church, Church of England runs on dried banana. We... So we need to get Laura through this door so she can press buttons on the keypad. We've not inspected the pews much yet. Well, you've had a good look at the pews. Have we? Fair enough. We don't know how the the door is barred, uh, whether there's a lock or anything on it. True. To the sacristy? Mm -hmm. Yes. There's a keyhole. So we need to locate a key. And the key is presumably going to be on... Are we... um, able to make any sort of uh, corporeal interaction at all like a like a poltergeist or are no. we completely okay no. so i need to find a key because i was half thinking if we could if there's a, a gap underneath the door then um we might be able to slide something under mm. Mm. i was thinking that so there was nothing the coat sorry the coat was seemingly useless at the moment mm-hmm. the altar had a couple of candles and a book on it the pews had prayer cushions, prayer books, and flower arrangements at the ends. Everything you'd expect for a funeral. We're in those coffins, Ben. <laughs> Sorry, it's only just tweaked. Well, you haven't looked. Oh, oh, we could go and have a look. Oh, yeah, we could. We can phase through, can't we? <laughs> yes. Are you going to go and look inside the coffins? Yeah. Yes. Okay, who's looking in which coffin? I will look in the leftmost one. Ah. Then as you stick your head into the left and most coffin, you see in funeral best your own face. Ah. Your beard has been neatly shaved. In the corner of the coffin is a softly glowing nightlight. And around your neck is hanging a simple silver key. Bolted oh. to the lid of the coffin is a red button behind glass. There's a label to its left and there's some instructions on its right. Would you like me to read them? Yes. So the label says, Congratulations on your purchase of the Eversafe 3000. Coffins guaranteed to last a lifetime. Eversafe, because you only die once. <laughs> Am I able to, like, lie in myself? And do what? Well, I was half wondering maybe if I sort of aligned up correctly, I might sort of splutter it back into life and hit a button. <laughs> Kickstarting an old motorcycle. <laughs> no, nothing happened. <laughs> can, I, can I go take a look at my beautiful corpse? By the way, you've, got, you've well. got 14 minutes remaining. Crap. I want to really quickly look at my beautiful body. Um, yes, uh, you recall Ben's beard has been neatly shaved. Mike, your entire head has been neatly shaved. In your coffin, around your neck is another silver key. Bolted to the lid of your coffin is another red button behind the same looking red glass with the same label. Um, there are safety instructions next to these uh, labels as well. Uh, would you like those details? Yes, please. Bodies are left in this coffin entirely at their own risk. Eversafe accepts no liability for loss or theft of possessions or cadavers. In the unlikely event of live burial, break glass and press for five seconds to eject lid. Okay, so I'm gonna. I'm thinking that the main door we came in through was that sealed with two keys by any chance? Well, you haven't taken a look at it. I, I waft over uh, like the ethereal fart that I am on the breeze, um, and, and take a look at the. Uh, <laughs> it the is indeed. Okay, I have. I've had a thought, by the way, about the slippy estuary door. 
Yep. Um, <laughs> the, there, there was a gap underneath the bottom, he said, an ill-fitting door. Mm-hmm. Can we take a look at the reverse of the door, the inside of the door, phasing back through? Whoosh, sure. Um, and see if anybody has, for example, put a key on the back of it. No. Bala. I was figuring that it might be a case of you could kind of do the old yeah, reach around reach on the underneath. door and kind of... Could we have a look at the bookcase in the sacristy? Sure. Uh, by the way, you have 12 minutes. Uh, is there anything that stands out? Uh, in the bookshelf, there's a load of books. Most of them look uh, pretty well used and, and uh, pretty new. There is one book that looks very old. It's wrapped in ancient leather. It's a bit bigger than the others, and it sticks out of the bookshelf. Uh, of course, we cannot interact with it. You could read the title. What's the title? Ah, the title appears to be in Welsh. Which two people here speak. Yes, fluently. Because you grew up in Wales, and that's how that works, right? No. I'm desperately trying to figure out where the text chat has gone for Discord. Oh, no, no, no. Come on, John, read it. <laughs> oh, you want, you want me to read Welsh to you. Okay, here we go. You lived there for years. Yeah, maybe, maybe type it. <laughs> no, 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 the, no. The last bit's to come. Uh, Welsh magic. Welsh magic, you say? Hmm. Which, of course, you guys know exactly uh, what it means. Don't think Duolingo's quite got me there yet. No. <laughs> would, you, uh, would you like me to uh, somehow tap into your ancient druidic self-conscious and uh, let it tell you what it says? That would be marvellous, yes. Uh, your ancient druidic self-conscious asleep for so long, Ben, wakes up to tell you that this says Ye Ancient Druidic Book of Welsh Magic. Oh, it's coming back to me. It was uh, Ye Ancient Druid Book of Welsh Magic. <laughs> oh, well done, Ben. God, he's good. Uh, it's pronounced the, not ye. Said Ben to Ben. <laughs> hmm, the plot thickens. Ten so minutes. Not only do we need to get Laura in here, but we need to also do some magic. I think so. I guess the magic is to resurrect us or something like that. I'm, I'm stumped about this coat, whether it's a complete red herring or whether there is something about it. Hmm. Would you like me to re-describe the coat on the coat hook? Yes. yes. The coat stand is a tall, thin, wooden coat stand. It once had several hooks on it, but the others have broken off over the years and there is only one left. Even its feet have broken, so its shaft has been inserted into a metal parasol holder in the floor. <gasps> oh, I see. Ha-ha. It's it's a long it's it's a basically a long stick with a hook on the end, which Laura could pull out of the parasol holder mm-hmm. and use to agitate things in, in the sacristy. Yes, potentially either tapping in. Did you just say dysentery? <laughs> potentially, maybe hooking off the uh, the book or something like that. Yeah, or or punching codes with ghostly guidance. So, Laura, what are you trying to do with the coat hook? Just talk me through it. Did you say the safe was on the ground? Yes. But if I took it out and tried to put it under the door, am I able to push in the code into the safe that way? You could. So is that the chapter and verse yeah, number the from the Bible? So that's 812. You are punching 812 with your trusty hook and the safe swings open. Hey! Inside there was a cloth bag. Could I try and drag that towards me? You can. You oh, left a bit, Lord. Right a bit. Three, two. Ah, the Chuckle Brothers. Rest in peace. Anyway, we don't have much time left. Let's have a look in the cloth bag. Eight minutes. Uh, you open up the cloth bag and it has uh, some money in it, some coins and some dried items. One of them is a very small desiccated eye. There's a slightly bigger desiccated spherical growth that you can't determine the nature of. 
And finally, there is the unmistakable form of a crusted over human heart. Lovely. I imagine these are something to do with the magic. Could we have a very quick look at the robes? I can't remember what they were called now. The vestments. The vestments. You, you can. Uh, they are traditional Catholic vestments. Uh, anything stand out? Anything, any kind of one of them look uh, distinct? No. Laura, can you hook the Book of Magic? If it's up on the bookshelf, I might have some trouble, but I can try. So you can sort of hit it with the hook, but it won't come down with the hook. Just seems to be just the just the wrong implement, perhaps. But now we have uh, some money. Maybe you can unlock some of the candles at the yeah. Good shout. Candle That's bank. Yeah, the same idea then. But can we go back to the vault of candles and put some money into the coin box? Sure. You just going to chuck a load of coins in? Uh, I took two coins in for now. You can. Am I able to remove two of the candles at all? You are. Ah. Okay. So little trust in a church. Uh, Law, why don't you light two of the candles yeah. and then walk up towards the altar with me and Ben following you because there was the, he who is the light of the something will, I am yeah. the light of the world and he the one who, who follows, follows me will me. not walk in darkness but will have light and life. We try that? Light and life would be great. We try we that again? Try that. Nothing happens. Nah. Hmm. Did I put the candles? Your faith happens? in Christianity is waning along with Mike and Ben. Looks like we've only got about five more minutes. Could I put the candles on the coffins? Does that do anything? No. Because no, the bodies are in there. Um, I'm stumped then because I don't know how to get the book. We've not tapped into this. So is there anything we've got that's sticky? Uh, we had, oh, we had warm wax. We had warm wax dripping from the big um, candle dickery yes. juice. Yes, a law last left them at the back of the church. The candles are still burning and they are still dripping sticky, sticky wax. Well, Law, if you um, dunked the end of your hooky stick in yeah. some warm wax... And then pushed it up against the book. You could yep. let the wax set and then pull it out. Yep. In fact, if one of us passed over it, then uh, that might uh, cool it down considerably quickly. <laughs> <laughs> We've already passed over. That then. is <laughs> absolutely ingenious, Ben. And uh, yes, cool. Do it. Can we do that then? Yep. Can I get the book off the shelf? Using Ben's uh, decreasing temperature, the uh, the wax dries at an accelerated rate and effectively sticks the hook to the Welsh Book of Spells. You can now retrieve it. Lovely. Can I pull up the shelf and then look inside? Yeah, it's a, it's a very long book. There's lots of spells uh, for all manner of ailments. What spell are you looking for? Um, one to bring the boys back to life. So would that be raising the dead? Yes. Uh, you can turn the page for raising the dead. Okay, Ben, uh, could you read the spell, please? I'm guessing this was uh, off Google Translate. <laughs> Actually, I have passed this by Alad. Okay. Who is fluent okay. in Welsh uh, and has assured me that it is broadly speaking correct. Um, uh, Laura, how's your pronunciation is going to be far better than mine. Mm, I doubt it. Four minutes. Editor John here. So with Ben and Laura unable to decide who was the worst candidate for this particular task, Mike very bravely stepped up to the plate. So, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the best of the Welsh language as read by Michael James Collins. Take it away, Mike. Lidmadfel testicle mochtair, Callan MP Axbridge at a reslip. Hind Hemdilo Handling Candling Bond. You are not helping. You are not helping. You are not helping. And then there's an asterisk followed by Hindling Dangling 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 Dangling
<laughs> Why are we in Pakistan? She doesn't make any noises. We've only got four minutes left. I'm panicking. Could one of the uh, Welsh speakers give it a read? There aren't any Welsh speakers in this. <laughs> and, re- and rely on that um, amazing, long asleep Welsh Celtic druidic subconscious to translate it. Llygad Maval Testicle Moch Dair Calon MP Uxbridge Adder Ruslit Ruin Condemnio Temnion Draigau Heim Ir Tan Ach Boyd. It's like a bit brave heart. Foul Olaith. It's a pentagram formed behind Ben. I. Dive. Close enough! Um, which your uh, long uh, sleeping Celtic druidic subconscious tells you translates to <laughs> Eye of Newt, Testicle of Badger, Heart of the MP for Uxbridge and South Ryslip. I condemn these evils to the fire and in so doing bring life from death. Asterix must be used in the holiest place at the centre of a candle lit druidic pentagram. And there is a helpful diagram of a pentagram beneath it. I guess, Laura, could you draw a pentagram with like the wax, do you reckon? Give it a try. Ah, so there's five points to a pentagram where you would put... Um, if so, Laura, if you put five coins in the candle yeah. box yeah, five and grab five. five candles... Yep. Make that um, shape somehow. Mm-hmm. Where are you doing this? Did you say the holiest place, did you say? So would that be the altar? Give it a try. Nearest to the Swiss cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and then if I burn the bag of dried items... Okay, where are you going to burn that? In the middle of the pentagram. Okay. Uh, so you're setting the bag of dried items on fire. And then what are you going to do? You're going to speak the spell, obviously. Well, I, I speak the spell then. One minute left. Uh, Laura speaks the spell. Uh, and as you perfectly intone the words in your ancient native tongue, a cool wind blows through the church. It does little more than disturb Laura's hair, but Mike and Ben are blown away like dust. Mike and Ben, you both wake up alone inside a quite dark but not completely dark space. You are lying on comfortable pillows. You have the worst hangover in history. And there is a red button behind some glass in front of you. What are you going to do with less than a minute to go? Break the glass, press the button. button. You press the button. There is a click and a set of cold air thrusters fire the lids into the ceiling of the church. (laughs) You are alive. Uh, However, uh, you did just set fire to the altar and it's now engulfed in flames and sickly black smoke is pouring out of it. It appears to have been built entirely from asbestos. You reach for the keys around your neck make for the door, and then all pass out from smoke inhalation. Asbestos is fireproof. You are dead. Oh. Again. Oh. And so is Laura. <laughs> you killed my wife. Well done, guys. You've <laughs> solved my puzzle. Sort of. Sort of. We still end up <laughs> Yeah, thanks, <dead>. John. <laughs> we, did we not make it to the doors in time? Were they not the right keys? Uh, no, they were the correct keys. If I was being absolutely strict, you would have run out of time. If I'm being absolutely honest, I was always going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, fire on the altar was always going to uh, expand rather too quickly and uh, release terrible, terrible toxic fumes that would kill you all. But that was a a jolly good puzzle, that one, John. I like that. Really like some of the mechanics in it. It was really good. Alid Vanishing People gave me the idea of uh, sort of putting you in different states so that only some of you could do each thing. When it when it was actually playing through, I sort of realised as it was going on that it would be a lot more fun if it was real life. Like if you actually couldn't get through the door, then it would encourage that kind of very escape roomy teamwork thing where like one person is stuck somewhere and someone else is stuck somewhere else and they're shouting information to mm. each other across the room. And that really sort of lovely element of teamwork. Whereas in a 
in audio format, it, it really does sort of descend into, okay, I do this and you don't. Uh, yeah, but I think that, but this is one of the advantages of the medium, though, in that you can have two people who can just see things and two people who are able to do corporeal stuff but can't see things. That's, mm. um, that's, yeah. that's something you'd struggle to do physically. True, without you know, killing people. Yes. So the negative ending was the same, uh, pretty much. Yes. Well, I was slightly constrained there in that um, uh, my, really Mike, told Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike had said to me, "How does yours end?" And I just sort of panicked and went, um, "I haven't written it yet." You die of smoke inhalation. Oh fuck! And and I guess the other <laughs> common question is, did we go about it the way you thought we were going to go about it? Broadly speaking, yes. Um, you became much more interested in the sort of basics of the church than I thought you would be. I thought you'd sort of get to the sacristy quite quickly. Uh, we spent a lot more time with that. I was trying to get the description of the tall candles with the dripping wax and the coat hook. Just in that in that spot where it's, you've given the information just enough that they can mm, use it, yeah. but not so much that you've told them, you must interact with this thing, mm. which is really tricky in an audio format. It's really hard to get that right. Although I think the thing that I've, come across time and again is that things that are glaringly obvious to me as the puzzle maker mm. um you can you can basically tell people what they've got to do with it and they do they see right through it they they cannot see mm. what they've got to do with it um no, very true which is really interesting yeah you guys started trying to interact with things in completely unintended ways like the two candles getting <laughs> the yeah going straight for the votive candles and <laughs> finding a way to get at that and then ignoring the rest of the stuff in the sacristy for a long time it was very interesting that's good. I, I was utterly convinced that we were going to be revived through the light of the Lord God. Oh no, Christ, mm. Christianity is bullshit. <laughs> it's all about paganism, <laughs> really. Paganism. John, a lot of our listeners are in America. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I apologise. Christianity is bullshit. No. Okay. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Patreons, please don't leave us. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes. Why do we name check iTunes? I mean, I mean, it's 2020, guys. You know how to get a podcast. In fact, we know you know how to get a podcast because you've got this podcast so you can listen to me tell you how to get a podcast. So however you get your podcasts, just get the rest of them there or at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. And if you don't know how it's spelt by now, you will never learn. If you enjoyed the episode, and we really hope you did, especially people who may have been offended by it, we'd be much obliged if you could leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, unless you got really offended, at which point leave the review on... Um... Craigslist. Yes, Craigslist, definitely, which amazingly still exists. And also, finally, we are on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash the infinite escape room, where we have a number of tiers, sporting perks such as shout outs, access to unedited episodes so you can hear all the terrible things that we say and then scrub away uh, and more. We love you lots and we'll see you next time in the infinite escape room. Bye bye. Bye bye. Goodbye. Bye.